Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing well today. We'd like to give a quick shout out to New Bern, North Carolina. Yes, we love, love New Bern. New Bern is an awesome little town. They have painted bears all over the place. It's just a really cool Tryon Palace. They've got the water. Try, uh, New Bern's a real cool place to visit. If you've never been there, you ought to go. It's a really cool place. Pepsi factory? Pepsi Museum. Yep. The first Pepsi was developed in New Bern. Yes, we've been there. We actually got a Pepsi from the original place, and it was really cool. So, yes, yes, yes. All right. You can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. Text or call 251-244-4645. Or you can email us at Jonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. We have an Etsy store where you can pick up some Grace in the Shadows. Be our little advertiser, shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. And there's a link in our show notes where you can donate and it will go towards missions. Right now, it will go towards a mission trip to Tanzania. All right. Okay. Here's some more cat facts today. Are you ready? Let's do it. Cats have over 100 vocal sounds. What? Yeah. While dogs have about 10. So cats can make different sounds, more sounds than dogs can. Hmm. Yeah. All right. (laughs) cat whiskers are so sensitive they can detect the slightest change in air current so i guess they could let us know if a hurricane's coming Uh, (laughs) cats have 26 baby teeth and 30 permanent teeth so they have less teeth than dogs do all right let's see cats can run around 30 miles per hour but they can only run over short distances a house cat could beat superstar runner usain bolt in the 200 meter dash Interesting. Interesting. Yes, yes, yes. Now, when you when your cat this is the last one for today when your cat shows their belly it is a sign of trust and a relaxed cat. This is not an invite for a belly rub. Okay. You okay. could get scratched if you do that. <laughs> some some cats like their bellies rubbed, but not all of them. So, all right. Okay. Okay. So what's our topic Perfect. today? Perfect. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of times I'm talking about panic attacks today. Okay. Okay. Uh, that sounds specifically good. Specifically talking about weather related. You know, a lot of times people's panic attacks and anxiety is higher in the summer or certain seasons. Really? I find a lot of my patients have higher anxiety when it's hot and humid. Well, yeah, I can I can understand that because you're already hot, you know, you're sweating, you're, that can make you stressed. I can see that. I can see that. Well, I think there is there are some reasons for this. I think number yeah. one is the physical sensations. Yeah. Okay. Hot and humid conditions can lead to physical sensations, sweating, increased heart rate, shortness of breath, feeling uh, overheated. Mm -hmm. And these sensations uh, can can lead you to thinking you're having a heart attack and thus have a panic attack. 
Right. There's nothing like going to the hospital thinking that you are having a heart attack and they'll say, oh, you're just having a panic attack. <sighs> and that happens. And you're never too careful, though. And right. If you are having chest issues or things like mm-hmm. that, you still need to go to the hospital to check. That yes. Out. Yes. But but I think hotter, humid weather tends to um, bring on symptoms to already hypersensitive individual. I don't mean that disrespectfully. Mm-hmm. No. But their their central nervous system is mm-hmm. hypersensitive to everything. Right. And therefore, it triggers panic. Mm-hmm. Makes um, sense. Hyperarousal. We, we talked about cognitive associations. Okay. Uh, if someone had a severe panic attack one summer mm-hmm. uh, at a baseball game, Mm. then every summer or just about every summer they go to a baseball game, they brings back those memories and therefore they're more likely to have another one. Ah, that makes sense. Yes. It's kind of like PTSD ish. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Uh, The association can create a conditioned response. Mm-hmm. Where weather triggers anxiety or panic makes sense. I mean, maybe someone uh, during the winter mm-hmm. uh, maybe had a a fender bender. Okay. Therefore, every winter when it's flurrying outside, anxiety comes about because of a conditioned response from the trauma they had the year before. Oh, that makes that makes total total sense. Yes. Uh, discomfort, uh, you know, I, I think feeling trapped, feeling unable to breathe as well as you usually do mm-hmm. uh, with hot weather. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that can build like a claustrophobia yeah. type of response. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, this is a big one. Especially okay. when it's 101, 103 outside. Okay. Dehydration and electrolyte imbalance. Ah, Yes. Especially when you get older, you dehydrate quicker. Mm-hmm. True. And dehydration can lead to symptoms of dizziness, lightheadedness, mm-hmm. uh, heart palpitation, feeling uh, anxious, which triggers panic attacks. True, true, true. Hyperventilation. Mm-hmm. You're outside, it's hot, your heart's beating faster, you're walking a lot, uh, then you start worrying. And then you're breathing faster or holding your breath and you have the same symptoms that uh, any other panic attack comes about. That makes sense. Definitely. You've got uh, tingling sensations, mm-hmm. chest discomfort, numbness. Uh, and then there's environmental triggers, right? It, some of it could be because it's humid hot. Maybe mm-hmm. a person has asthma. Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe there's some health conditions that they have. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That triggers panic attacks. And those are serious. They're all serious. Oh, yes. Absolutely. But asthma is like the most serious. Mm-hmm. Because the others may feel scary, but asthma can be. Yes. Uh, precarious. Absolutely. How to manage panic attacks, hot and humid weather. Okay. We'll do one in the winter for winter. So. Oh, okay. That sounds like a good idea. All right. Stay hydrated. Very important. 
Yep, drink plenty of water. Uh, also, not just water, but electrolytes. Especially with all these heat advisories we have going across the country. So important. That's right. Uh, you know, coconut water, Gatorade, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, yeah. Be very good for dehydration. And try to find one that's not high in sugar because that's not good. No, sugar is awful for you. Yeah. yeah. Practice deep breathing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, focus slow breathing to help calm your body's physiological responses. Inhale through your nose for a count of four. Hold for four counts, then exhale slowly through your mouth for another count of four. Okay. So basically, or you can just breathe in the flowers, like, mm-hmm. you're, like you're on a spring day and mm-hmm. you know, smelling the flowers and blow out, blow out the candles. Yes, like you're blowing a birthday cake. That's good. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think chewing gum, too, is good because it's right. keeping your mouth moist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, trying, and I think staying, eating enough food, too, because your blood sugar can, can plummet. True. Yeah. True, true. Grounding techniques. Mm. Engage your senses. Okay. Um, you know, taste. That's what mm-hmm. food, gum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, focus on something that is pleasant. Maybe it's mm-hmm. rose. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a, a a number or the green grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, smelling all this stuff, you can you can um, ground yourself mm-hmm. to where you can come back to feeling in control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, progressive muscle relaxation is very good too. Yes, definitely. Uh, none of this is like yoga or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. starting with your toes uh, and, and moving up all the way to your head. Mm-hmm. Learning to relax your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, cooling strategies. Try to stay in air condition. Uh, cool down, have a fan. Mm-hmm. Distractions very helpful. We had somebody tell us about this technique. Can I jump in? Yes, please. Uh, another grounding technique. You find five things you can see, mm-hmm. four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell. And one thing you can taste. And so you do this while you're having the panic anxiety attack and it helps you focus like the grounding and, and you're thinking about those things. So once again, five, find five things you can see, four things you can touch. And it's really good if you have somebody that you can share these things with while it's going on. Three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. Kind of like I spy with my little eyes. Yeah. And that, if you're feeling anxious or having a panic attack, anxiety attack, that helps you calm down and helps reduce those feelings of anxiety because you're focusing on those things. I like that. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Positive self-talk. That's good. Uh, You know, no one dies from a panic attack. Mm Mm-mm. So once you get physically checked out by a medical doctor, right, you know, you can tell yourself what it is Mm -hmm. and you can work through this. Right. Right. 
have a support system. Your family, yes. church members, mm-hmm. friends, uh, someone to talk to to seek comfort when you when you, is very immensely helpful for an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, plan ahead, okay. But here, there's a danger here. Planning ahead, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, the danger of planning ahead too much is your, your self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Um, but you, I think using some common sense and just you know making sure you're going to have enough to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not. You're dressed for the part. Mm-hmm. You know, you're close to a fan or something. Those are things that you don't have to read too much into. It's right. I think if you plan too hard, you'll make yourself have a panic. I think so too. And and you know if you're having a panic or anxiety attack and it centers on your surroundings, paying attention to the like if you're claustrophobic, paying attention. Okay, there's an air vent there. There's a door over here I can get out. Things like that. Right, right. So I think I, you use it, but I think I would be careful with how you use it. Definitely. Yeah. Um, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, mm-hmm. I, prayer is huge. Exercise yes. Is huge. Mm-hmm. Learning, praying to the Lord, uh, reading the word, studying the word, mm-hmm. uh, being easy on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, because sometimes with panic, there's a lot of shame there. There right. shouldn't be. There shouldn't be shame, but there is. No. Yeah. Because, you know, <clears throat> if a person feels, uh, wow, yeah, you know, I thought I was going to die. I looked, I looked really, this really looks, I look stupid out there. Mm-hmm. I look like a child or mm-hmm. what have you. But I, I think uh, realizing that, hey, it's part of you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God created you. Um, mm-hmm. you're just struggling in this mm-hmm. area and mm-hmm. forgive yourself, move forward. It happened. And you just, next time's going to be better. Don't quit. Keep moving forward. Right. Right. Very good. Sometimes medication, uh, but mm-hmm. I'd be careful with what type of medication. Right. Xana, the benzodiazepines are very addictive. I'd be very careful except for yeah. very short time periods. Yes. I, I think this SSRIs, uh, there's, 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 uh, Buspar, things like that, you can talk with mm-hmm. your medical doctor about that are beneficial for anxiety. Yeah, definitely. And, and definitely talk to your doctor because sometimes you need some that pair together. You know, sometimes you've been on a medication for a long time and, and it's not as it's not working as well. So having those honest conversations with your physician, psychiatrist, counselors, things like that is really helpful. And I also think that really, really understanding with scripture that many people have struggled with anxiety and I would even mm-hmm. say panic attacks in the Bible. Yes. Uh, yes. Look at Moses. Oh, yeah. That's a case. He finally just lost it. God, just take me out. Mm-hmm. And he hit the rock and, mm-hmm. cracked the and, and he was hitting it because he, it was representative of God. Right. I mean, he was mad at God. Yeah. Now, you look at Elijah. You look at you look Jeremiah the prophet. Mm-hmm. You look at these guys and and uh, the disciples. Yes. And Jesus. Yes. Uh, Jesus yes. Jesus wasn't out of control, and it wasn't no. in sin, but he was in physical. He was facing death for the sins. Anguish. He was in anguish. Yeah. And I think the Bible is not only God's word, well, because it is God's word, it's encouraging mm-hmm. uh, to help you through things like this. 
Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So that's a little, you know, I think seasonal depression is, is something that is real. Mm-hmm. I think seasonal anxiety is also something that is real. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So if you're having those, I mean, because it is hot. It is so hot. <laughs> Even at night, it's hot. So, yeah, that can bring on those, you know, that can trigger that anxiety, that can trigger that panic. So just being aware of that, I think it's really, I think it's really good that you had this topic just to make people more aware um, of these situations. Definitely. And it doesn't matter if you, what's going on, God can take your mess, turn to a message for his glory, for your good. Thank you, everybody. Have a great evening. Goodbye.